This week on the Ames Force Academy podcast, we talk to Andrew about his performance experiences, how parkour has affected him and his worldview, and some of the latest projects he's been working on behind the scenes. Welcome everybody to episode five of the Aim Sports Academy podcast. This week I'm joined again by Andrew. How are you doing? Hey, you right? Yeah, not too bad. We uh, had a bit of a tech difficulty getting onto this call, but it worked out fine in the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, pressing links that don't work. Yeah, Yeah. we got there. We got there in the end, so it's all good. So how are you doing? How's your week been? Yeah, you, you have a new child. Congratulations! <laughs> I was like, I was like a throw down. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, um, yeah. What a mad, what a mad few weeks. Well, recently, obviously, uh, we welcomed Aria into the world, and she is amazing. She's such a beautiful little baby girl. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's already like two weeks, like new two weeks. weeks. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Crazy, How crazy. Fast that's gone. How so, has, that, has that been for you? It's amazing. Like most, I think the best bit is is not obviously welcoming and say, "Hey, you know, got a new, uh, got a new baby." I think Xander, as in my son, is the best. Like he is so good with her, and like he does this like kind of thing when he sees her, he goes like this. Like do you know, when you have that pure excitement. It's just like I love this so much. Um, all it reminds you of is oh, what's that? Despicable Me when she has like it's so fluffy. Like yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> You're like cool, what? <laughs> That's super cute. So what I was thinking, I I, I talked to I talked to Callum last week, and we were yeah. kind of talking about his experiences of performing parkour and and doing events, uh, yeah, yeah, and stuff like this. And I thought it'd be fun to to kind of talk with you about like a, a similar kind of topic. So. I think maybe nice a, a nice place to kind of get the ball rolling would be what's the first kind of big kind of event or performance or or something like this that you did. Uh, before I go into that though, just saying, awesome podcast. I actually listened to, I've listened to every single one. I know, I know it sounds, you know, I think I have to because it's like aim, blah, 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 blah. It's not the case. You know, I could just be like, yeah, man, it was good. <laughs> They're actually really good. I'm actually really enjoying it. So we're like, yeah, and I know people now like Sports RCT are listening to it. So like people are actually listening to this. Which is oh, awesome. sweet. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wrote some message and email saying, yeah, this is, this is good. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm so happy. Like obviously you've taken over this and it's absolutely amazing. It's just doing really well. So hats off to you for that. That's um, cool. Me yeah. and my mum listening to it. <laughs> it's not just you and your mum. No, we're good. I've actually listened to it. You, you got two at least. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go back now. Like literally I forgot the question was already. So uh, was uh, first event, first performance, yeah. or something like that. What was that? Oh my event? gosh. The first performance. Is it like the biggest performance or just like the first ever one? Well, however you want to run with that question. I don't know. Like the first performance that I kind of ever remembered. I've got it. I know which one it is. So I actually started not as AIM. I actually started as Trick Unique with two other guys, uh, Luke and Dist. And we could do stuff that were just crazy, just crazy at the time. Like we thought it was just nuts, which is awesome. And um, so we were doing like, like, just stupid stuff, right? In tricky, and we ended up doing a performance then in like this kind of talent showy kind of thing. Um, we'd like doing two step wall falls, like that's kind of like the level we were throwing back then. And like, I don't even know when that was, like, that's tricky days, so like early days. Like, um, and yeah, we were throwing some crazy, crazy stuff, uh, which was awesome. And we didn't actually even get through, I, I, I can't remember, we didn't even win. 
we didn't win anything. I, don't, I can't even remember second place. I don't know that, but we were throwing some crazy stuff. But it was just, it was just an odd experience in like this youth kind of clubby kind of style. Um, and it was in Grand Pavilion, so it was a big kind of like deal in the sense of you know talent showy kind of thing. But that was like the first ever one that we performed so much, uh, and we performed on the what was that like Olympics? So it must be like two thousand eleven, just before the Olympics started coming. Since we were in London, yeah, that's and, about right. And, and so at this point, was the the Olympics? Was that still tricky knee at that tricky knee at that point? No, so that's when I just about so I was tipping from tricky knee to aim, and it used to be called one aim because it was just me, <laughs> one person, and literally that was my my thought of like aim was just like one aim. Just I'm just on my you know, on my own. Uh, I was just just there, so I sorted that out with with the Olympic performance side side of things. And then I called this up, who's from Tricky Knee. I was like, hey, man, do you want to go here? We're going to Olympic Park. Nothing, like, not even thinking it was a big deal. Like, just thought it was basic. And he was like, yeah, man, so let's get some trainers. So I got, like, these nasty, like, old piercing shoes. Like, they're, like, picture Crocs with foam on it. Um, that was pretty much it. And they weren't even tra- trainers. Like, there was these nasty-ass trainer things. And they were just like, yeah, cool. So I took them out to the Olympic Park. <laughs> <laughs> with my baggy joggers and yeah just went off into the private side training we had access to everything um and the sponsor coke which is cool can you hear my son can you hear his yeah, animal i i can but don't worry about it he's we'll like loving life on there i can hear him in the door i think I can, I can he's not coming in we're good we're cool, cool, cool. shouting at me so Olympic Park, was that just you by yourself or? No, so it was just me and Dis. And we, okay. like I said, we were sponsored by Coke all the time. And we were throwing um, like gainers, right off backs, just, just stuff on the Olympic Bridge. And we we're kind of like the crowd pleaser kind of style, street performer style performance in. Uh, we didn't have really any basic, well, any equipment actually. We just turned up and had access in the whole park. Uh, and then had Coke jump around us going, hey, you want some... Uh, you know, we want some bottles, and we're like, no, because we're trying to do some crazy stuff. Um, but I had some awesome stuff. I got some like limited edition stuff I can show you guys, and I had the pass as well. And that was like my first ever kind of proper like gig for AIM. Like that was like the first thing. And to be honest with you, I, I couldn't really think how to top it because obviously we did performance and stuff. And we were like, yeah, how do you top that? Like? Olympic Parks 2012. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. So how did that how did that come about? Did someone like contact you or did you contact someone or yeah, so it was called a company called Somewhere Two and we ended up doing a performance video for them. We had full access to Wales Millennium Centre. And this is probably the coolest thing. We had access to jump. So if you go to the Wales Millennium Centre, you guys listen in. If you go to the Wales Millennium Centre in Cardiff, uh, in Cardiff Bay, um, we had access to jump off literally the first balcony down onto marble floor and jump off the woods in the inside and just do stupid stuff. And I still don't even know how to this day they let us do that. And we had to wake up like half five, half four maybe in the morning just to get the shots that they wanted to do it. And that video, like that wasn't like a peak time for us either. Like we weren't even like good. I would say, you know, we could do some stuff, but we were like trickers. We weren't like parkour athletes we would just get into it like let's do some jumps let's do some pre's you mean like that stage i think so yeah that was kind of cool and then somewhere two was like hey we've got another gig coming up do you want to go to london to the olympic park and do the exact same thing there yeah of course i do <laughs> but that was just as it was happening then i was there uh, that was a big one that's pretty sweet so 
so I feel like we've, we've, we've jumped pretty far. So we, you started off yeah. In, yeah, yeah, we have. With, with what was it? Trick, tricks unique. Trick unique, yeah. Trick unique, yeah, so, yeah. And then there's like a like a talent show, and then I, I guess that kind of uh, there is not even a middle ground. Like you go from trick unique talent showy thing to um, to like that Wales main said it was just after it, and then straight away it was like I mean a couple of months, Olympic Park, like in the, like four or five months, like that space of there. And we were doing stuff like in between, like flipping over Carwin Jones, you know, the, the, the Minister of Wales, over his head and, like, just doing stuff. Like, you're just like, what are, you, what are we doing? Like, how are we even doing this? Like, we're on BBC Wales online, of Wales, you know, um, on TV and stuff like that. They, and I was just like, yeah, this is a cool opportunity that's coming up. But this is, like, obviously, like I said, in the first few weeks, uh, in a few months, sorry. So, obviously, then, um, basically, I had the passion. I was driving everything. And this is how, nothing bad. It was just, like, I wanted to take... Um, aim into its own form and the guys just obviously were just so focused on parkour which is fair but i think i hit that stage where i was like i just realized we need to make a business out of it as in like we need to do something to not to make money because at the time i wasn't even thinking that i was inspired i want to get kids into parkour like that was my thing i was like how can we do this and we spoke to community first and we got some funding we like like nearly took 12 grand <laughs> to start off and get like qualifications go to london get equipment and it worked so well we gave most of that back by the way just to let you know because <laughs> we didn't end up using it all um but that was awesome just to get the qualifications back then and then obviously now you know level two and all that that's mean? cool but obviously yeah like that's a good little crazy start isn't it <laughs> that's a, yeah, it's, 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 it's it's really really interesting how something like a, it, it it seemed like at the beginning like you it was, it was quite small and quite unorganized and it, it it just kind of grew so so quickly uh i think yeah, it, it wasn't it may, no sorry is uh i think it kind of related to how the uh puggle was like being a really big trend on the internet yeah 100%. and i don't think there was like that big of a puggle community in wales and yeah. and so as because it's trending so much on the internet and you guys are kind of at the forefront, you're you kind of accelerated straight away kind of into the spotlight yeah. kind of thing. But if you think about it, in Wales at the time there was um, and there still is, like nothing's changed in the sense of, of Wales in the sense of like groups and as in the main guys in Wales are you know, Craig Fraser, Fluity, Mikey in in, in West Wales and then myself down here. Um, you know, the guys you know, Fluity is it got a venue we've got a venue um and i think you know when we first started we were just doing videos like it wasn't even a big thing back then um and i remember just training train with the cardiff lot we used to all train as one um days i 100 percent miss because we were just throwing stuff like i said when we found there's a bigger scene in wales you know you tra- take an hour train to go to cardiff train for an hour and take an hour train home you know what I mean? and like have no drink or have no food on you or <laughs> just do stupid stuff or maybe actually train all day with no money go to the gym in cardiff then come home and probably miss a train home and then you end up actually getting a lift and it was just like a nightmare that pretty much happened for months of just doing that just so you can have that training session with the guys who are very much your level do you know what I mean where you have them newcomers who are just like can you teach me this can you teach me that which is awesome i was like yeah 100 percent sometimes you just want that training session where you just focus and you just go yeah. today i'm gonna throw something nasty or i'm gonna do this massive jump or so on and so forth um yeah and i think that's where 
when sorry the parkour community grew in wales you know we did some scenes um where we had oh man what was the gems called there's a few gems in wales like we like pip and all that came down as well oh man like basingstoke do you remember basingstoke do you ever do basingstoke, basingstoke gymnasium in london yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah. And do you, do you ever? I've do never, you... I've never been there. I've only ever. The only place I've been to in London was the uh, Beckton and kind of like East London Gymnastics Club. Yes, I went there with Connor Stringer, what an insane athlete. Um, what else was it? Froomside, Bristol. Did you ever do that? No, I, I haven't even heard of it. What, what so Froomside Gymnastics was it was nine o'clock to half four in the morning, like pretty much like that. And we used to like eat pot noodles and just stay that late, <laughs> and like sleep in a phone pit like that was pretty much it but if do you remember pip tricks do you know him? yeah, yeah no I, I've, yeah. I've heard of him so yeah i'm dropping in his name because he came to the glasgow event pretty much like two years ago the one with a massive scaff and after he, he just stared at me for years and he clicked i was like yeah like i was like yes okay cool didn't forget <laughs> do you know like good man but from gym was just that was where people not even cardiff level like cardiff levels here like from was just wow like well people lived in the gym pretty much so do you get what I mean like to their level of stuff which was going on was insane insane like double back or well, even like 540 dive rolls and not even a thing now or still oh it comes up and down didn't it but do you get what I mean like that was just a nuts time that was yeah but uh, we got off way off subject right here haven't we we got like no, don't it. it's all good I'm, I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying it <laughs> You said, I, I, I want to maybe change trajectory slightly because you said something that I found quite interesting. You said that your, your intent with kind of creating a business and kind of creating AIM and trying to add more structure to it as an yeah. organization wasn't for like financial gain, but for yeah. uh, inspiring younger people to kind of get involved in this activity uh, and yeah. stuff like this. And, and so it made me think of why, why do you want young people to get involved in parkour and what did parkour uh, give you as, a, as yeah. a young person? Like, I lived in like, like that council estate and you know that typical story you hear and it's like, okay, fair enough. You know, like split parent, council estate. Um, and to be honest with you, I had that freedom of the sport. So I tried loads of sports, like football, rugby, just all the typical sports you try. Um, and then I ended up finding parkour and the freedom, the creativity of parkour, what that gave me was absolutely crazy. Like I went to walk to the, uh, the sand dunes, which was near me, um, near Pyle, up in, up, yeah, so Pyle, Porth Way, that side of things. And the sand dunes there, I used to just throw myself and just train all the time. And then I was like, oh, let's go and train some like jumps and stuff like that. And this used to be like a daily thing, even just not the, the business side of things. And that was just like my passion of the sports. How much I trained was ridiculous. And how much obviously I slowed down now. But obviously I'm focusing a little bit on work, but it has picked up again, just saying. <laughs> but when I started teaching other people in the youth club that I was in, which is KPC Youth Club, when I started teaching there, or was it not even teaching? I wasn't even teaching because I didn't actually have qualification. It was just more like, yeah, try it this way. Do you know when you help each other out and stuff? When I started doing that, it was, it was, I could just, I, just, I don't know, the joy of someone completing something just made the love of the sport so much higher for me. Like, I had loved that experience where people just end up doing a move they couldn't do. Um, even if it was a jump and they just broke a jump, they just see the, like, the, the face and it's like, yeah, yes, well done. And that has always driven me with the company. 
to get more people into parkour and not just parkour now obviously it's changed a bit where it's more inspired people into movement the whole movement as in like adapting it into other sports like we have some gymnastics cheerleading ninja rock climbing if you think about all the elements there they are very all adaptable and, and you can connect them a lot and there's a lot of things a lot of times sorry where we've done events like velocity or bridge uh, marshall back in when i first started 2013 and all of them had other elements to it. It wasn't just parkour. It was like break dancing guys would come up and I'd pretend to dance and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually terrible dancers. So, <laughs> anyway, but I get, get the other guys. And that happened every year and happens every year. If you think of, I think of any event I've gone to or done ourselves in house has another element to it. And I've replicated that because I want to get more people into the sports of, well, of movement, just simple as movement. And I think that's what uh, drives me. And when I moved from Trick Unique into the, you know, aim, art and movement back in then, um, it, was, it was just purely thinking like that. You know, I wouldn't make it any money, by, by the way. I was working with schools, as in one school, <laughs> which is no longer there. Um, working with one school that I used to catch a bus, same kind of thing, an hour there to make like, man, I can even say like 20 quid, something like that. And then all that's probably on travel, because I didn't even drive. <laughs> like... I didn't know what I was thinking, and then drive all the way back. And then I was like, well, that's not working. And then it was actually Emily who then said, think of this, if you want to continue this, you need to think of it properly now. And then obviously that's when I was like, okay, what can I do? And then we went for Big, big Ideas Wales, which is like Welsh government kind of side of things to support. Um, and then Live Unlimited, they give us funding, give myself funding. And then that was it then. Like, kind of a business head was on then to go in and that's when things changed slightly but still for the passion of movement and, and engaging kids that was still there 100 percent. cool man that was a that was a good like line there wasn't it <laughs> yeah no it was nice it was, uh, it was inspiring to listen to that's cool so what i'm hearing is that uh the there's something about parkour which is different from engaging in other sports because of the the fact that with parkour you have so much uh, uh, like autonomy over the kind of activities that you want to practice yeah. and the, the the way in which you perform certain skills and stuff like this yeah. and that maybe separates it from something like gymnastics where you have a particular maybe uh, athletic development model where you first learn these skills and mm. then you learn these skills and they want it to be done in this this kind of particular way or maybe other kind of formalized sports like football where ah, oh, like on monday we do blah 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 and so with the thing that you found kind of inspiring about parkour was the fact that you could do whatever you wanted to do and it was very unstructured and allowed yeah. you to be creative and give yourself the problems that you want to play around with and solve those problems in the way that you want to solve them yeah am i am i barking up the wrong tree or, or is that 100 percent, 100 percent. i started in gymnastics and that was like uh as in another coach that was kind of like my go-to sport even before parkour um and that's how i got into parkour is because i was doing gymnastics and trampolining sorry and i seen some guy called uh Brede. No, they were Brennig. They were Brennig. Brennig. Sorry, I was getting there. <laughs> Brennig. And he was doing what I called parkour back then. He was just doing flips on a couple of boxes, you mean, and vaulting over them. And then he was like, yeah, man, I'm going to do parkour outside. Do you want to come join me? And I was like, yeah, of course. 
and obviously being in gymnastics, traveling background, I ended up going out there and then coaching in Pentagon gymnastics for years. Um, I was just like, I need to, I need to get out of this kind of very, very structured world. I need to get my own freedom and my own creativity back. And I was like, I'm off on my own. Like, as it was like tricky me, gymnastics. Well, gymnastics has always been there. So I've always been a gymnastics coach. But doing like that kind of like gymnastics coach getting paid for a little bit and then whoosh, straight away um, into, into my own. So that's stuff. interesting. It's, it's interesting because I, I didn't actually know you were a qualified gymnastics coach before you kind of became a qualified parkour coach. Yeah. So in what way, how do you think being a, part, uh, a gymnastics coach has affected the way that you think about parkour and how has gymnastics affected the way you think about parkour, both from like a, a good point and yeah, bad point yeah, yeah. kind of thing? So my, I think I pretty much summed a little bit of it there. When I just was, before I was leaving Panama Gymnastics, not on bad terms, it was all good. It was just like, I want to be on my own, you know, do my own thing. Same as Trick Unique. Um, but it was pretty much like, the, the way and I was I was doing teaching squad gymnastics now as well so it was even more intense of how I was teaching these kids how to do like just something like straddle for example basic shapes and it was boys you know boys gymnastics so boys level now and it was very high and what it just got to the point where it became the same and it was very much you know now we're going to do conditioning and now we're going to do this but you have to make sure you know point your toes your hands are straight blah, 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 back straight posture correct just the very the, the things that gymnastics is in a sense you know you, you have to be so um just gonna be so on point your form has to be so correct and i think that's when it when i was coaching so much of the same that's when i was like i'm bored of this and that, remember that was like back when i was 18 so do you know what I mean? Like that was, oh, yeah, just when I was 18, so 27 now. So even back then, I, I learned how fast gymnastics or how the same gymnastics could be, which is perfect for a lot of people. Like gymnastics is obviously a massive, it is a massive sport. Um, and to, to be honest with you, I think we get looked at in sports camp, you know, being that kind of outsider, you know, people come to us not to be elite athletes. They want to come to us just to have fun and like, just have fun with the sport of that. But I think this is where parkour changed my look on gymnastics is what, it'd be creative. Like I do take things from gymnastics, like form and posture. And I do think say, I, I take it and put it into parkour. Um, but then sometimes, yeah. But when I even coach gymnastics now, I take the parkour elements and chuck it in gymnastics and make it a bit more relaxed in the sense of, it's okay, don't worry. Just, you know, just bring your chest up. I'm not going to be like, got to do this. You know, that kind of coach, that's not the way I am. But I, I am I, I am a little bit more relaxed. Like a squat through, obviously, is a car or cat pass. Um, sorry, in parkour. And, you know, there's different ways you teach it, of course. But there's different ways in gymnastics where you, your body has to just be so perfect. And I definitely, I can definitely say it's adapted me or changed me slightly with, uh, with coaching. 100% yeah. One of the things I find interesting about you compared to other parkour coaches that I've seen, I feel like you have a, you've, you've really thought about ways of spotting common parkour movements, yeah. very much like a gymnastics coach. So, so, so even stuff like, like pre's and stuff like this, Good I, I, I see you like, like being very kind of hands-on with people. And I think that's, you know, you, you really, yeah, this of, is, 
systematized a way of of assisting kind of common parkour movements and making this is sure one thing quite safe while they're doing it yeah and this is one thing i kind of didn't get straight away because we were working with schools i had to be very much and i just brought my gymnastics game in where you position in where you are as a coach um and it did come up in the level one and, and it did it didn't come up in the level two like where you want to stand as positioning and i think i thought that was quite odd in regards to parkour sorry um i was like as a parkour coach you want to be there like 100 percent of the time like if someone bails a any move on concrete that's like that's it like you're gonna get a serious injury but then obviously you wouldn't push the person to the element you know to that element to that risk obviously i know that but sometimes you know things happen but i feel like some coaches in parkour are very relaxed as in standoffish which is good to build confidence i 100 percent that but i think you need to be a bit more there no I, I definitely agree with you i think in in my opinion there's a there's a, there's like a right way and a wrong way to do it you don't want to be kind of overly hands-on because True. i i think that people can become reliant on you as a coach and then maybe feel not as confident when they're maybe practicing by themselves outside but I, I think as well, having the like the hands-on and spotting skills can be really uh, can help you a lot as a coach. If you, especially if you start moving towards kind of higher level skills or, or potentially more dangerous environments uh, and stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I think yeah, like you just said, like even our grading system, I'm, I'm so happy to have even just a basic level. Um, but I think we've adapted the grading system now, well in aim. And it just makes a little bit more sense than a lot of things I've seen um, in regards to like just saying, hey guys, today we're going to just do this. Do you know what I mean? It's like we do a tick box exercise. It's easy. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not signed off. As you know, you've done it. You, know, you signed you signed a certificate for that. But uh, that's a question for you. How do, how do you find the greater system, correct? <laughs> I like it. I, I think it's a, uh, I do like it. I, I think it's useful to have a bit of structure. And then I think it's, yeah, it's good. I, I, I'm definitely <laughs> all for having some kind of uh, system. I, I'm still trying to play around with these ideas in my head a little bit. I know you are. I know. <laughs> but I, don't know, I, I think it'd be nice to, to move the conversation over to, to Glasgow. You said that there was a big event in Glasgow that you did. Mm. And yes, then you, so... said you, you, you met up with uh, Pip Tricks. Yeah for the yeah, first yeah. time in in bristol yeah so years after like glasgow yeah that was uh that and was so what one. what happened because i i i've just heard of this kind of ethereal tale once upon a time in glasgow but i i oh, right, I, okay. I, I i i've no idea like what what is did you what did i know you guys talked did you talk about it with cal I know I, I didn't actually talk to Cal about Glasgow. No, he didn't. Oh, he 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 went over the fact that he was in. He had to do his level two again, so he was, yeah, he wasn't that happy. I can say that because <laughs> that was near the time where um, he was doing his Ninja Warrior as well. So like, I think Cal yeah, can so beat yeah. Ninja Warrior. Yeah, semi-finals. <laughs> Check that out. Yeah, both of us. That was, that was a good experience. That was, um, but uh, still fell. I didn't listen to Katie McDonald at all. And she was like, don't hold it like this, hold it like this, because the bar pings, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, parkour, we use, you know, we swing like that. And yeah, the bar just went, whoop. 
pink. <laughs> so, so I went uh, flying into the water. But semi-finals, sixth fastest in the UK. Just pointing that out. Just going to get that in there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, I didn't know that. Go back to Glasgow, though. Go back to Glasgow. Biggest defence we've ever done. Biggest event. Hands down. Um, even today, like all the scaff in AIM Sports Academy right now is from Glasgow. Three and a half tons of scaff. It was ridiculous. We had two vans all over Glasgow. Um, and we built this massive structure with the Scottish guys who designed it. We built it in Wales first, made it in the, in the place called Sports Yard, not far, far from the venue. It was 10 by, sorry, 12 by 10 meters, four meters high with one, two, three levels, four levels. The first level was pretty much just all flat with bars going straight up out of it. I'm going to put a video up anyway of this, am I? So you're going to, you guys are going to see it. Um, and then different things. Oh, yeah, only if you go on your AIM Sports Academy, just put that in. Um, <laughs> and then it went up another level, and then it was just two little boxes, and it went higher again. So it was just crazy. Like, this to build it, even now, I was just like, what is going on? And we had, obviously, people signing off, and then the Glasgow guys, the, the health and safety for Glasgow, um, they came over, and we were like, oh, my gosh, it's not going to sign off because we're missing a safety bar. Put, end up putting the safety bar in. They were like, tick, well done. And I, but this is, this is so true. I tell you now, I'm not in the emails because I've looked. They said on the day, this is great. Morning now, getting ready for the event, opening ceremony. All the people are there. Piptrix is there. Saski is there. Some of the guys from Motus is there. Absolutely insane. It was amazing. All pro athletes, just just incredible athletes were there. Um, I felt like a pro, right? Just because I was standing on the stage with these guys. It wasn't that. I was just the guy who built the thing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I was just like, yeah, I'm here. You know what I mean? I could do a cork. <laughs> and these guys are like, yeah, watch this. Bam, doubles. Um, it was just that experience of like being there was just insane. But um, he said after we built it all, they were like, Oh yeah, so you could take it down later. I was like, what? Take it down later? They were like, yeah, it's only a day now. So it's a day event. So we took literally months of planning, weeks of pre-building, right? Which was insane because we had to get all the bars and joints in the right place to, so, I could, so we can make it in two days. Remember that there? And then me, Aaron, Alicia, and the Scottish guys, like six of us or seven of us, end up making this massive structure literally in two days, maybe a day and a half to be taken down after the day, after a few hours, maybe like eight hours. Nightmare, man. That was even nightmare. Oh, awful, man. And did you, you performed at that event as well, didn't you, as, as an athlete? Yeah. yeah, 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 I did. I did a little speed run. Didn't, what, uh, what was that experience like for you? Scary. Like, yeah, hats off to the guys who are doing, you know, the speed runs. Like, my goal was always to do Red Bull, 100%. Like, I just, I said to myself, this is true, uh, and will back me for this. I said to myself, I'll get a venue, I'll train in that venue, and then when I get the venue and I train nicely, I'll do events, I'll have performances. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was, uh, what was that? What are you on now? Like, nine years after? <laughs> because <laughs> there's a video I do in 2013 saying we're going to get a venue next year <laughs> yeah man it takes long it takes a long time if you're going to get a yeah, venue yeah. guys if you're thinking of getting a venue yeah guess some guess some. but the thing is it's experience get experience first 100% live that life first have some fun and then get a venue because it is stressful <laughs> <laughs> 
I once heard a, a funny quote. It was, I'm trying to remember it now. It's something like, uh, the best way to make sure you're not in shape is to own a gym. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a perfect one. That's perfect. <laughs> There's a, I realise as well. Yeah, it's something I've, uh, I've, I've talked to like, people like you, like uh, people who own facilities and stuff like this, and most of their time is just like being stressed work. out their mind. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. paperwork and marketing. And Do you know what? I've, the venue is looking insane right now. There's, I've changed the scaff area like six times. I'm not in mind. And I mean, I mean, I've anchored it and then I've gone, no, I don't like it. Let's change it. Um, and now this one I've made is, is perfect. I, I'm just, I'm actually can't wait to train. Like, I'm, I'm getting that, doing that excitement again. And when we, when I finish anchoring it, when everything's kind of like that, and we'll get you guys back in and stuff like that. Yeah, I think you'll see and you'll be like, fair enough, Andrew, fair enough. And that training day will be legendary. <laughs> are you going to gonna post some pictures? Because I, I haven't, I, the, mm, all the photos maybe. that you've posted so far have been really like, uh, off, not, off not, not get, exactly, they're not giving a yeah. lot away. Like it'll be like a, no. one corner. <coughs> Sorry. But I, I've heard yeah, you like, say several times how excited you are for the new venue and how it's going to be epic. Yeah, because it's like we've had the time to build. And I think the first venue, and like, we, by the way, guys, we have like two venues. It's one venue, but we've changed it all of the inside. Um, but the, the inside is completely different. It's like the grass is still down. That's the only thing that's the same. You know, the phone puts in the same place. But everything else is like nuts. It's for all ages now. It's not just for like kids, which it was. I mean, it was just for kids. Now, there's some nasty stuff in there. Like, it scares me. Like, I'm, I'm like this right now. Like, oh, no, I won't try it. But I just, I'm scared. Like, and there's a few, a few things. So, yeah. That's cool. I'm excited. More. <laughs> and in regards to news, uh, news and updates on Ainsworth Academy. I think you're you've changed the cafe around. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, so M is kind of like taking over the sweet shop area. It's not a sweet shop anymore. We can't even t- call it like a basic sweet shop. It's like called uh, it's called Aim Sweet Shack. I know, not bad. And the whole cafe is being painted. Nathan's done that. Some of the coaches, he's like absolutely amazing job. It's all white now. For some reason, I thought grey was a good idea. <laughs> so it's all clean and bright in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Coffee machines on the counter. Obviously, going to put the you know new government guidelines in. Was uh, you know. What's it called? The plastic sheets. Yeah, put all that up. Uh, make sure you guys are safe. And the person in the cafe is basically run the sweet shack and that. So just to let you know, sweet shack is like not just like sweet bags and typical things like that. Um, we got like uh, post boxes where we can actually deliver. We got waffle machines going in, milkshake. We got ice cream machine, slushing machine, um, and obviously all the other stuff we have for cafe. So we've like we've taken that and just dosed it up and made it 100 times better like the whole venue now is just just insane i think that's the thing and just let you know before you say anything why are we putting sweets in a venue that's a sports facility we're not like that elite standard like we've just said that isn't it is that true we're that kind of fun yeah. place to go to inspire kids what, to move on. one of the things that i like i think there's there's like this interesting paradox as well which i think is quite interesting i think in regards to by not excessively focusing on high standards and competing a lot, I feel like you accidentally produce a lot of like high level athletes. Like some, yeah. I, I think there are like a lot of like really talented kids who are like 
training super hard at AIM, but their, their intent is not like, oh, I need to, you know, win this competition mm. in three weeks' time. Their yeah, intent, got... they're, they're, they're motivated by their own curiosity and yeah, their, and their think, own desire and creativity. I think that's perfect. Like, you see youth night and you see some people training some crazy stuff. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, I want to train with you. Come over here. Come on, do this, do this, do this. And then it ends up being like, we're inspiring these kids to obviously do different moves and trying different things. And they end up doing insane stuff. Like, I think that's the thing we are going to definitely venture down in in the future is like the summer jams or the inspire movement gathering where we start doing competitions, um, really basic stuff and then start linking with like maybe fluidity or something um, to make it a bit more UK kind of, style like i said to you and i don't know if you can see this can i say this right now oh i think the event was secret projects i know i know go for it go for it go for it but i said to you basically i was watching like basically crap invaders and their kind of style events i I just i think i called you up i was really excited wasn't i i was like man i remember these days like we've got to bring this to the uk we've got to make the event scene like that like that again like that was just absolute nuts like people sleeping in hammocks and like just like craziness do you know what I mean and I know obviously we've got um, what's the one which is now oh man see this is I feel like I'm at a game when I speak like this I'm like <laughs> I can't remember now but yeah there's still there are some events but they're not they're not in the UK and that's the point isn't it we need to bring them in the UK we need to make them in Wales yeah let's do some Wales stuff going on let's make Wales the parkour capital of the world Let's just make Wales just the crazy place you want to come over here. It's like <laughs> Ferndale. I know people say Ferndale, you know, it's in the middle of nowhere, but it is. Like, imagine if you're in a city all the time and you end up going to Wales and you see a beautiful scenery, a massive air track outside, a parkour setup that is just insane, you know, and it's been on BBC Scotland. Yay. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then you go, why is this in Wales? And then you'll be like, yeah, that's why, because, you know, yeah. That's right. Let's do some crazy stuff now. Let's have some fun. Let's put last speakers. Let's go for it. Do you get me? That's cool. That's cool. Definitely, man. I think uh, last piece of AIM Sports news as well, the one that I'm aware of, is we're going to be starting to do outdoor sessions soon, one to one sessions. Hopefully. Yeah, I, I hope so. Like, this is obviously down to just basically human and fire insurance now. It's kind of like government guidelines are guidelines um and obviously we are listening to the outdoor side of things uh there are people in the area starting to do um outdoor sessions so we're just gauging interest seeing what people think first beforehand we have everything in place to make sure we can deliver safely so from you guys with even face visors you know optional um but i definitely recommend it iron face masks two hand sanitizers we've got three of them in the venue but outdoors we've got hand sanitizer um and then equipment wise we've got well we started as a mobile company as you know in schools and stuff so we've got so much outdoor equipment it is fine we could just move it out wipe them down every time someone uses them everyone books online so yeah to me distancing is easy I think it's going to be fine, but obviously we're just going to make sure that insurance says, yes, you can do it. And we get a good old, you know, 100% agreed to go like, I think then we will. But if we, if we have to wait, we have to wait. Simple, simple. That's why we obviously venture into the cafe a little bit more because we can start that now, really. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But a uh, lot going on there. A lot going on. Is there, is there anything else you can think of news-wise about the company that you need to let people know about or... No, the website's that, down at the moment. I think that's pretty important. I think when that goes back up, it'll be a lot all, all booking. Like there's no, 
there's no tune and I think you can use a contact less when we're allowed inside but I think yeah let's just make it all fucking online and just make your life easier because we can see it all then we just download it just yeah makes our life easier makes our life easier because you just book once if you want to do every week for a month do you know what I mean just yeah. book it once you're done so that's a bit of a nightmare I just had a moment so I'm trying to figure that out <laughs> Make sure you follow us on Ames. Is it Sweet Shack? Ames Sweet Shack, the new Facebook page? Ames Sweet Shack, that's the new Facebook page and Instagram. Yes, get on that. Because uh, there's loads going on there. So there's not just sweets, man. There's loads going on there. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. Is there anything else you want to let people know about? Any big events? Any secret projects? Um, just keep an eye, you know, because we, we as, a, as a team at the moment, I've been amazing. Like, you guys have been absolutely amazing. Like, even pitching ideas. So, like, I think we've got a few things coming up, but I don't want to take too much. I think just get on Amesports Academy UK on uh, Instagram and Facebook or social medias. And just, yeah, keep keep uh, keep sharing, keep liking, and just keep listening up for what we're doing. So, Sweet. I think that's maybe a nice place to wrap it up. Boom. There you go. Thank you, Pete. No, it was a <laughs> pleasure talking. I'll see you in a bit. Cheers, man. See you. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the AIM Sports Academy podcast. We really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave us a like or a comment letting us know what you liked or any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms to stay up to date with everything AIM Sports and we'll see you next time. Bye.